Welcome to the OCO Show of Entrepreneurship and Regional Development Podcast. Each publication in our journal is a great opportunity to share significant and audacious contributions to a large audience. My guest today is Farsan Majidi from the University of Cape Town. He recently published an article with his co-authors Matt Packard and Battery Solfagari uh, in Entrepreneurship and Regional Development. Its article is entitled Entrepreneurial Opportunities as Expressions of Personal Identities, Interpretative Engagements Through Personal Value Structures. It has been published in Entrepreneurship and Regional Development, a journal edited by Taylor and Francis. Farsan, welcome to our podcast. Yes. Hi, Monsal. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Can you tell us what is the origin of your paper? Why have you decided to address this particular topic? And what is the question you aim to answer? Yeah, thanks for this question. So um, we were pretty much interested in the entrepreneurial identity because as uh, entrepreneurship literature has actually shown us that the identity is a very important as a key factor in explaining cognitive and emotional processes uh, that influence entrepreneurial behavior as part of the new venture process. Um, so, for instance, an entrepreneurial identity promotes passions, authenticity, um, it's important for strategic decision making. And um, it has been found in the literature that entrepreneur social role identities have to been also tied to specific type of ventures, for instance, like uh, for-profit or pro-social ventures. And therefore, identities shape those ventures and the processes employed to get there. Um, for us, what was very interesting, is because we're very interested in meaning-making and what it means for people to become entrepreneurs or be founders. So um, the identity kind of refers to an individual set of meanings and behaviors that define who we are and who we want to become. So also define in a way what kind of entrepreneurs we want to become. And um, then when we looked at the literature, we saw that um, vast majority of the literature is focusing on uh, structural identity theory, which is also known as role identity theory and social identity series. Um, but the interesting thing here is that these types of identity series actually perceive identity as a property and that gets activated through situations, you know, external situations uh, based on the salience or centrality of the role of social identity. But we were actually more interested in the situation, how people actually perceive opportunities, you know, when they come across a potential opportunity, a situation where they make, which makes them think, okay, we want to do, we want to become an entrepreneur. Um, how do they perceive that and how would they go about it? And that's how we came about uh, personal identities and personal identity theory, which actually acts kind of like a master identity and influences the meanings that the individual world would hold in their role or social identity as a potential entrepreneur. So someone could say that uh, personal identity is kind of like influential in the constructing of a potential role or social identity of an entrepreneur. Also, these personal identities are most of the times they are built on our values and our value structure, what is important for us. So we wanted to know how actually this kind of values or value structures are influential in the way people preserve situations, opportunities, and how they would go about it. What are the main contribution of your paper? So um, first of all, what we did is we kind of give our participants certain uh, business situations as scenarios so that they should have reflected and think about to kind of get an idea about what they would imagine to do uh, when they would be the founder of a certain scenario. 
And uh, by that, we looked at what kind of value types of values they would use. And we came about some different types of values, for instance, like power orientation, achievement, autonomy, inspiration, a pro-social orientation, or also like security uh, values, you know, in terms of like feeling safe or feeling secure. And it was interesting for us to see that different participants actually expressed different values, what they were imagining and thinking about the scenarios and kind of like prioritizing certain values, which kind of built their own personal value structures. And um, the interesting thing was that these kind of value structures also uh, express some type of motivational goals. So they kind of showed what the people would do with the scenarios if they, for instance, would be more interested to be a builder for profit venture, or if they would be interested to build a pro-social venture. And it was very interesting to see this kind of like me orientation or other orientation that they expressed there. Also, what was very interesting in our findings was that um, this type of people varied in their value structures also in their mindset about how they would go about it. So, for instance, we found that people who had more me orientation, which were very much focused on power and achievement, they were more seeing the world as something external from them. So they were thinking about, okay, if I want to do something, I first have to analyze the external environment. I have to see what's possible, well, potential opportunities for me to, for instance, make money. And uh, they would really try to focus on analyzing the external. On the other hand, we interestingly had uh, individuals who expressed more like also an other orientation that were interested in also creating social value. And these people went about differently. They were saying, you know what, we are focusing on certain needs and we want to design, we want to shape things, we want to become world makers. So it was very interesting for us to see how these values actually influence the mindset and how these people would enact certain opportunities. So in the way, um, our, I think, main contribution was that values influence how we perceive and interpret reality and situations which, in our case, were entrepreneurial opportunities, and how it gives us an idea how identity, personal identity, and the value structures, in a way, kind of like show what kind of goals and uh, aims uh, we follow and how we really see the world. What was for you the main theoretical or maybe methodological challenge or challenges in addressing such a question? Yeah, thanks. That's a good question. So we were using interpretivism as a paradigm, which is something which hasn't been, it recently gets more traction, but actually in the past it wasn't used so much in entrepreneurial, in the entrepreneurial literature and entrepreneurial theory, uh, theory development. And um, we actually had here some challenges in terms of how we're going to uh, analyze our data or how we're going to present our data. So when we talk about interpretivism, it's uh, so our main goal was really to try to uh, to kind of um, show how people think about reality, how they think about things, how they imagine about things, and how they interp uh, interpret reality. By that, we were using a single out, uh, a out methodology, which is also known what uh, Francis Saraswati is using in our effectuation um, methodology. And uh, we were, uh, uh, we as, as researchers, of course, are kind of, especially when we do qualitative research, we are 
kind of like some of course also influencing what we see, what we do and how we analyze the data and how we present our data. And that's a little bit the challenge when you want to show that this is really based on how people think and how they interpret actually their own reality. So that could be sometimes understood that we actually move from an interpretivist to more maybe of a positive functionalist paradigm or kind of like an objectivation of data that actually is not, um, of course, what the main thought of interpretivism is. But at the end, I think we found a good way with the single out method and the verbal protocols by really being as close as we could to, uh, to what uh, our participants were thinking and how they tried to really make meaning out of uh, these scenarios and how they would go about it. So um, I, I think that from, my, from our side, I think that was the main challenge. During your research journey, what was your biggest surprise or maybe the most counterintuitive result? Yeah, so um, first of all, it was very interesting for us, um, as I mentioned, that people can vary so much in how they perceive reality based on their values. So uh, what we could say is, is based on our paradigm and how we see our people were engaging with the scenarios, it was not that, for instance, one individual would just emphasize a certain uh, part of, uh, let's say, social reality that people share and the other one was emphasizing another one. No, these people were really seeing their own realities, which is completely different from the other one. So in our case, it's really that someone can say there is not something like a social reality which is in line with uh, the interpreter's paradigm, but it's really about how people, based on experience and imagination, are making sense of reality. And values here are really, in our case, we could show that values really matter, and also, as I mentioned, how it really influences how people would be interested in acting these opportunities as an entrepreneur. Um, another very interesting um, or surprise um, finding was that when we look at the literature, we usually think that someone who wants to do like a for-profit business or someone who wants to do something social, they're completely different people. Interestingly, no, actually this uh, type of people had quite some values in common. So, uh, for instance, uh, pro-social and for-profit entrepreneurs, both were interested in exerting power and influence, of course, both for different types of causes. So again, the uh, for-profit entrepreneur for uh, more for his own cause and the social entrepreneur for in terms of really trying to exert power and control to get his social cause forward. And But interestingly, there was an overlap. Um, and uh, another, I think, interesting finding was that in the literature of social entrepreneurship, most of the issues are raised around the challenge for social enterprises to pursue both social and economic goals at the same time. But I think we can say based on finding that a lot of times these conflicts can be already on the individual level, on the founder level, that uh, the um, individuals that were interested to create social value actually had this conflict of, on the one hand, trying to also do things for themselves, but at the end, trying to pursue social goals. So we saw that that potentially could really lead to, uh, to conflicts in their identity when they become a founder trying to kind of like build a social venture. What are the main implications of your work for entrepreneurs, managers, policymakers, practitioners in general? Yeah, thanks. That's, of course, a very important question. Um, I think, first of all, what we try to do is that we try to create awareness. I think it's very important that uh, as an individual that you 
understand that, first of all, that the reality that you see is very subjective, very individual. So it could be when you're in communication with other people, people see things different than you. And also that when, we, when you become more aware about what is important for you and how it influences your behavior, that you can use that actually with more awareness and reflection in the way you're going to develop the venture idea and uh, deal with certain entrepreneurial situations. Uh, and again, as I said, especially individuals that want to create social ventures, they should be aware that they potentially uh, get into a situation where they can experience a certain conflict in them and maybe upfront reflecting upon that, how they can deal with that, what makes sense. Another point is, of course, is that a lot of ventures are founded not by just one person, but by multi-founder venture teams. So here again, as we know in the venture team formation, um, there could be, for instance, incongruities between different members of this multi-founder teams, and that could lead again to conflicts between these team members, and unfortunately maybe even lead to kind of disengagement or potentially even abandoning the venture idea. So here, of course, um, um, it would make sense to maybe if people want to form a team together to also kind of like reflect and discuss the values, what's important for you, what's important for me, and try to kind of find, be on the same page. I think that's that's very important and could help uh, like really like avoiding certain um, issues. And, and the third one is also in the same context is um, as, as a founder and entrepreneur, you deal with a lot of external stakeholders and audiences, for instance, like investors, government bodies, customers or employees. So again, these external stakeholders uh, have very important judgments that are important for the venture idea development and progress because they provide information, resources and legitimacy and feedback to the founders. So again, uh, a better understanding of the values of these potential stakeholder groups and audiences could help founders in addressing these groups and framing their narratives around values that appeal to them. So in doing this, they could facilitate and create positive interpretations and positive assessments of the venture. But as I like and mentioned before, it can also help to avoid getting engaged with stakeholders that do not share similar values, and by that avoid potential future conflict. For instance, and being in disagreement in relation to certain actions and decisions that become critical for the venture. Thanks a lot, Farsan, for participating to our show and presenting your paper entitled Entrepreneurial Opportunities as Expressions of Personal Identities, Interpretative Engagement Through Personal Value Structures. All our podcasts are available on entrepreneurship-ed.com and on the main podcast platforms. Thank you, Wilson.